thank you today for all that you've done. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There's a sweet presence of the Holy Ghost in this place today. Amen. I, aren't you just thankful to know who he is? Amen. Just to have the opportunity to serve him this morning. Amen. God is so good. Amen. God is so good. You may be seated today. We're going to ask Bishop, Bishop Chuppy to come. He's going to ask him just to say a few words before we got into the sermon today. I'm just glad that he's looking better, feeling better. Amen. God's good. He's faithful. Amen. Praise the Lord. We serve a great God, don't we? I was, uh, Brother Shane had come up to me a little bit ago and asked me to say a few things, and I was looking at a scripture in Acts, and I thought about this worship service that we were just in here. It says, and they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Doubt is something that we all will face at some time. But I say today is a day to set doubt aside. Today is a day where we would worship Him with everything within us and there would be no doubt. If you're here and you need something, His arm is not short. His promises aren't slack. He can do anything. All things are possible with God. Whatever you need, put the doubt aside. Cast it to the side. We don't need doubt. Doubt is the opposite of faith. I want to be known as someone of faith. Do you need anything from God today? Anything? He is here today. You know, what, what, what meaneth this, what we saw was people full of the Holy Ghost worshiping God because of their faith. And God loves faith. If you read in the Gospels, he was amazed at some of the people's faith when the centurion said, just speak the word. I'm a man of authority and I know all about this. All you have to do is speak the word and healing will be sent. And that's exactly what happened. What do you need today? I don't know about you, but I need God. I need His Spirit. I want His Spirit to be made manifest in my life. I want it to be a part of me. God's so good. I'm, I'm so blessed to be standing here today. I'm blessed to be able to talk to you today. He is awesome. He is powerful. There's, there's nothing. There is nothing that he cannot do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We worship you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I wonder if we can stand to our feet to raise our hands. Amen. Can we just shout uh, a shout of victory this morning? Uh, we serve an awesome God. Uh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We serve an awesome God. And if you, if you need something today, all God needs from you is for you to recognize your need. That's it. And that's what we're going to preach about today. Amen. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 34. Psalms chapter 34 and verse 8. I believe God has divinely arranged for you to be in this place today. It's good to have everybody here. You're not here by accident. Um, It's good to have the the Singletons with us from Williston today. Amen. Amen. It's good to have all of our other guests and visitors, but you're not just here because someone invited you, but you were invited by the Master. So if you feel a little out of place this morning, never been into a Pentecostal service, it's all right. You were invited to come and dine by the Master, and He's divinely arranged you to be here today. Amen? So just receive the Word of God. Just receive what God has to say today. Psalms chapter 34 and verse 8, it says, O taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. O taste and see that the Lord is good. And this morning I want to preach to you with this title, You've Got to Try This. You've got to try this. Amen? Be seated in Jesus' name. Interesting thing, I was thinking about studying for this message. I, the other morning, I, I kind of had this vein of thought for a little bit. And I woke up, like literally coming out of sleep, quoting Psalms 34.8. And I began to just think about this scripture. Um, and it's... And the uh, interesting thing about human beings is we love, we love to share our experiences with each other. Okay, we love to tell each other stories about something that we did or experienced. We like to tell people about, if you've been on a, on a fancy vacation, you come back and you begin to share your experience with other people. And uh, several years ago, Sister Michaela and I went to Hawaii. And I never up to that point really cared to travel. I was, I'd rather just be home working. This is costing money, yada, yada. But when I went to Maui, it changed it all for me. Um, it is true. If you've never been to Hawaii, um, save your money. Because we spent all the money we budgeted and we put some money on a credit card on that trip. Because it's expensive down there. But that's what kind of got me hooked on doing a little traveling. Because it was truly just peaceful. And it was like just like you would expect it to be. And, uh, and I came back, and I've told everybody, if you've never been to Hawaii, you, you, need, to, you need to go. 10-year anniversary, 15-year, whatever it is, just find a reason to go. Uh, and we, we share these experiences with people. We oftentimes, uh, in the line of work that I'm in, we buy a new tool. 
And we're like, man, you got to just check out this new tool I bought. Look at, look at what it does and, you know, look at what I don't have to do anymore because I have this. We sometimes get into a book. Brother Gabe had a book um, the other day and he was reading it and he was telling me all about it. And we get excited about these things. We get excited about new experiences and new ways of doing things and maybe a, a new thought about an old truth. We, we discuss scripture in this way and we like to talk to, to people about it and, and tell people what the Lord has given you in the word of God. We do this. We like to do it. And we often say, you, you've got to try this. I wouldn't go to work another day without this tool. Don't even show up if you don't have this tool. Next, that your next vacation, you need to go here. You need to read this book. And we, we, we say that you've got to, to try this. We tell stories about food. Amen. And we, we, we rave about people's food. My cousin Brittany, she can make really good, um, what's that pasta thing called? Lasagna. She made it for us, you know, a couple months ago, and I'm like, I don't eat pasta. Doesn't look like it. I have been eating some pasta lately. And uh, she brought that over, and I like, and she served me a big old chunk, and, and then she served me another big old chunk, and it's good stuff. You need to try Sister Brittany's lasagna. You've got to try it. Amen. You've been to that certain restaurant. To, there's a restaurant in Manning called Old Ten, and I never went there until several weeks ago. They have this burger there that has like jalapeno jelly and peanut butter and all this crazy stuff on it. It's called the Nutsen Burger. You've got to try this burger. So we talk about things and we want other people to experience what we've experienced. Amen. We, there's this new tool that's been out for several years. It's, I call it a multi-tool or the buzzer. It's, it's an oscillating tool, right? And they were like originally German made and they used them to cut off your casts and they don't they don't necessarily cut your skin, but we use those things for everything on the job site. And when I first started doing this work, I just had to use a chisel. And I'm like, don't even show up if you don't have a, a multi-tool. Like, you need this tool to do your job. So we, we get sold on something, we get passionate about it, and we share these experiences. We share new tricks of doing things and, and uh, new uh, conveniences that we've come about. Um, but the truth is, most of these storylines about these new, great, found experiences or revelations are not fully understood until you actually experience it yourself. We can tell our story all day, and we should, okay? But the hearer of the story isn't going to fully understand until they experience it themselves. And of course, this is the goal of the gospel message. This is something that has impacted our lives like nothing else has. This story should be told more than any other story. Our excitement level and our passion telling the gospel story should trump any other experience that we tell about. Amen. It should exceed the excitement of the last vacation. It should exceed the passion of the new trick or the new tool on the job site. And I'll throw myself under the bus. It should even exceed the excitement 
of the big fish you just caught. This ex- the sharing this experience should be something that we do with a level of passion that exceeds any other thing that we do. Because no other experience did what this gospel did. There's nothing under the sun that did what this gospel message did for you. It delivered you out of bondage. That's why we dance. That's why we shout. Amen. It healed your broken marriage. Hey, that's worth shouting about. That's worth getting excited about. It changed the way you think. It washed away your sin. Amen. That's why we get so excited. It took your guilt away. It took your shame away. Amen. It healed your depression. It picked you up out of despair. That's what the gospel did for you. You have joy and you have peace today because of this gospel. Goodness and mercy never used to follow you. But because of the gospel message, amen, of Jesus Christ, it now follows you wherever you go. Amen? So in our pursuit of happiness, we've tried everything under the sun to fulfill. There's been drugs that have been tried. Alcohol. Amen. Relationships, careers, sex, money. And the list goes on of things that we've tried to fulfill that hole in our heart. But when we had that encounter, that song says, I met a man. Amen. I met that man. Amen. That man was both Lord and Christ. But when I had that encounter with the Savior... Amen. Everything began to change. It was like nothing I had ever experienced before. It was like rivers of living water. Amen. In my belly. The love of God that I felt in that moment was like no other love I had ever felt. I can take myself back to the first time I really felt the presence of the Holy Ghost and God filled me with his spirit. It was like no other experience. It was life changing. Amen. It changed my direction. There was no negative side effects from this experience. No hangovers the next day. No regrets. No guilt and no shame from this experience. When I tasted and I seen the truth in the word of God, it was truly like sincere milk, amen, and I wanted more. I wanted more of it. I remember when I was a teenage boy and I had an experience at an altar at the campground, amen, and it was like no other experience. God did something for me that I didn't even think was possible, and he, he filled me with the Holy Ghost. He filled me up, and he gave me a newfound faith in him, and I remember going back home, and I lived in Dickinson at this time, and I remember, you want to know what? I, I'm falling in love with this. I'm giving everything to this because this is real. This is true. Amen. The love of God that I felt, it was tangible. I could feel it all over me. And I want more of it. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to know the word of God. And I remember spending my last $100 on this Bible. 
I literally had like $105 in my debit card. And I made the transaction, and it, it was like 100 bucks. I spent everything I had, and I bought this Bible. And I remember sitting, and I lived with Nathan Dickey at the time. I wasn't married, and I sat in that chair, and I'm like, I'm going to learn this word. This is true. This is life-changing. I had little tape cassettes. This was back before like all this crazy stuff we have now. And I remember going through the oneness of God. I'm like, I'm going to get this down in my heart. This is true. I want to know these scriptures. I want to share this experience with somebody else. And I'd play back those tapes and I'd underline in my Bible and I'd, I'd figure out what these verses meant because it was like, it was sincere milk and it was helping me grow. And I wanted everything that I could get because it changed my life. God began to do things in my family and in my life that I did not think were possible. He put things back together that seemed like they could never go back together. They seemed absolutely impossible. He divinely arranged and he set my feet on a straight street. And from that point on, I've given my, my life to God and my steps have been ordered by him. That's what the gospel does. It's life-changing. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we go back and we read Psalms 34, and this is a psalm of David. And we go back to verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. It says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. It says, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusteth. In him. And David began, he was telling his story. He was telling his testimony. He was telling about his own experiences. He said, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Amen. Bishop Chuppy was up here and, and he doesn't have to say a whole lot, but he's living, he's a living testimony. Amen. He just talks and we just begin to trust God. Amen. Because of his experiences that he's been through. This is what David was talking about. He said, I sought the Lord and the Lord heard me. He said, he delivered me from all my fears. Amen. He says, this poor man, he cried. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him. He said, he saved me out of all my troubles. Amen. David was telling about his experience. He was telling a story. And I believe this is when he was with Abimelech and, the, and I won't get into all the details, but he was telling a story about what God had done for him. And I love how, what he says in verse 8. He says he issued a challenge to the hearers of his experience. He said, I'm telling you what God did for me. 
He answered my prayer. He picked me up. Amen. He put my feet on solid ground. I cried and he heard me. I needed help and he helped me. I needed deliverance and he delivered me. David was telling the story of what God can do in your life. And today, if you need something from God, as Bishop already said, he can do it today. He can do it today. Today is the day of salvation. But David, in verse 8, I love, he says, he's, he's issuing a challenge. He said, you've heard my experience. You've heard what God did for me. And he says, why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good. You've heard about how God did it for me. He says, why don't you try this? You've got to, to try this. Amen. He, he said, I've told you about my experiences, but I challenge you. Why don't you taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good? I can tell you of my testimony today about how God took a broken home and he healed it. I can tell you about how God got a hold of some hearts and he changed my family tree. Amen. Delivered us out of the entanglements of the world and we had such a mindset that was so worldly and, and God placed our feet and we are now destined for other things. I can tell you that story and that experience. God's, but God stepped in and, and we took a, a taste and we seen the power of God. And it changed our lives forever. And we tell our testimony not to, to impress others with our testimony. There's some here that have just amazing, more, maybe more interesting testimonies than others. And I think we should tell them. Like, let's tell the details of what God did. But when we tell our testimony and of our, our experiences, what we're trying to do is we're trying to whet your appetite. <laughs> Amen. So you can taste and see for yourself. And we tell the story and we say, you've got to, to try this. You've got to try this for yourself. Today, if you want to taste and see for yourself, this room is full of people that God has changed their lives. It's full of miracles, absolute miracles. I could go around today and I could hand this mic off to people and they could tell you about how God miraculously saved them, about how God healed them, healed their, their relationships, healed their mind, delivered them from drugs and alcohol, amen, pulled them out of depression. I could go through today and all of you guys could tell a, a, a miraculous story about what the gospel did for you. Amen, I believe that. This room is full of people who have been changed. But today, if you're here and you've just heard about the experiences, you can taste and see it for yourself today. And I'm here to tell you, you've got to try this. You've got to, to taste and see. And all you need today, all you need is hunger. All you need is hunger 
and to seek. The Bible says, and there's a lot of scripture about appetite. There's a lot of scripture about spiritual hunger. Jesus said in Matthew 5, he said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. He said, For they shall be filled. So this room is full of testimonies. You've heard it. The gospel message works. And if you will just say, God, I want that. I remember when I first started coming to an apostolic church, I, I was blown away. I, did, I didn't even know what to think. And, you know, Brother Chuppy, I said, you know, what meaneth this? And there was some doubt. But I began to look around and I heard the stories. And I seen how people were living. And I was like, it, it, I began to get hungry for what they had. I began to see the goodness of God and the mercies of God lived out. And I'm like, I want that. I begin to hunger and begin to seek after it. If you will do that today, the Bible says that you shall be filled. John 4 and 14 says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. And Jesus is talking to the, the lady at the well. And, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, I love what she says to him. She said, Give me this water. If you can give me water, and I'll never thirst again, I'll never have to come to this well again, day after day, seeking and thirsting. If you, will, if you could just give me this water that I'll, and I'll never thirst again, I want it. She says, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Amen. In the world, they have their own helpings that they serve. Amen. There is all sorts of things that we can partake of in the world. And, and you will get full of these things. And sometimes, uh, you know how it is when you're not eating healthy, and I don't, I'm not preaching health, I'm not a doctor, but I understand that when you fill your body full of things that are not good for your body, amen, you have a false sense of being full, okay? You're full, but your body is still lacking the nutrients that it needs, amen? So we, we thirst, and what do we do? We grab a big Coke, okay? And we drink the Coke and we think our thirst is quenched. But really what your body is saying, I need water. So the world and the enemy, we, we, we take these things in and there's a false sense of being full. But really we're, we're just malnutrition. We're not full. We're not, we're not taking in what... This physical body is designed to take in. And the same is true in the spiritual. And sometimes we get full of the world and we don't think we need anything spiritual. But today, if you will just hunger and thirst and recognize that what you've been filling yourself up with from the world isn't quenching the thirst, isn't filling the void, if you will, and you will give God a chance, and you will just try it. If you will taste and see. Psalms 81 and 10 says, I am the Lord thy God, 
which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. God's saying you've just got to be hungry. You've got to open your, up, your mouth up. You ever tried to feed a child who won't open their mouth? Psalm 63, 1 and 2 says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. I don't know about you, but just, just recently I feel like I, I just, I, I've been telling God, like, God, I want to, to draw closer to you. I want to know you in a deeper way. I want to go to the next level, whatever that means. But God, I thirst, I hunger for a deeper relationship with you. John 7 and 37 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. He's saying, If any man thirst, he said, Let him come unto me and drink. It says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It says, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We read on in verse 39, and Jesus says, but this spake he of the Spirit, he was talking about something that was going to be coming, that was going to be able to quench your thirst. Amen. It was going to be the only thing that would be able to fill you up wholly. He said, but this spake he of the Spirit, he said, which they that believe on him should receive. He says, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. We understand that Jesus was talking about the Holy Ghost. It hadn't been poured out yet because he hadn't been glorified. He hadn't endured the cross yet. He hadn't ascended into heaven yet. But there was coming a time where this Holy Ghost was going to be poured out. And this is what Jesus came to bring that would quench your thirst. This is what he came to bring. This was the bread that he wanted to give you, God, so that you would be filled. This is what he was talking about when he says, open your mouth and I will fill it. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. John 14 and 16 says, I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. It says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. This was Jesus talking. He's like, I, I dwell with you right now. But there's coming a time where I shall be in you. He says, I will not leave you comfortless, he says, I'm going to come to you. Yet a little while, he says, the world seeth me no more. He says, I got to endure the cross, but ye see me because I live and ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father and ye in me and I in you. We go down in that chapter in verse 26, he says, but the comforter, 
which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Jesus was talking about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. He says, this is what you need. He says, you need me inside of you. He said, and this is going to happen through the death, burial, and resurrection. He said, you've been searching. You've been looking. You've searched high and low. You've tried this, and you've tried that. And you're still not completely full. He says, but what you need is the Holy Ghost. What you need is my spirit inside of you. Amen. And this is going to come after I ascend into heaven. And we go to to Luke 24, and Jesus was telling the disciples, this was after the cross, and he was spending uh, some time with the disciples before he ascended into heaven. Luke 24 and 49, he says, and behold, he said, I send the promise of my Father upon you. The promise of the Father was the Holy Ghost. He says, but he said, go to Jerusalem. He said, tarry ye in Jerusalem for for a time. He says, and you will be endued with power from on high. He said, listen, I want to comfort you. I want to fill you up. I want you to be able to taste and see. Amen. And we we read on and we read uh, where Luke picked up. In another book, in the book of Acts, Luke wrote the book of Acts. And we read about the day of Pentecost. And what happened on the day of Pentecost? There was an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Um, Acts chapter 2, we, we read this often and we oftentimes can quote it. But So the disciples were in Jerusalem. They were waiting for the promise. They're like, we want this. We want this comforter. We want Jesus living inside of us. They weren't exactly sure how it was going to happen. But they went into an upper room in Acts 1. There was 120 of them. They began to pray. They began to seek God. They had a, even a little business meeting up there. And in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, it says that they were all with one accord in one place. And it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushy wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. All of them, every single one of them, were filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the will of God for in this room today, there's about 120 here today, it's the will of God for a mighty rushing wind to flow through this house and for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. This wasn't just a one-time thing that happened in the history books. We read on in that chapter, Peter said, for this promise, the promise of the Father, is for you. It's for your children. Amen. It's for your children's children. It's for anybody who would hunger and thirst after it. Amen. So you're here today. You didn't get out of bed and come to church just because you had to, but you came here because there's a hunger and a thirst in you for this message. That's why you're here today. If you don't know why you're here today, I'm here to tell you 
that you're here because you're hungering after what I'm talking about today. And you may not even know, but you're hungering for the Holy Ghost. You're hungering for the Spirit of God to live inside of you because God has designed you. He has created you. That the only way that you would be completely fulfilled is with God living in your heart. Amen. So we read in this, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. It says, and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Every time somebody received the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, there was evidence that they had received it. Every time somebody received the Holy Ghost, they knew it. We can read in Acts 8 in Samaria of Philip preaching. Amen. There was great joy in the city. They believed. But when they received the Holy Ghost, Simon the sorcerer knew that they had received the Holy Ghost. How did he know? Because they spoke with tongues. We read in Acts 10 of, the, of Cornelius. Amen. They began to speak in tongues as Peter was preaching. It says they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter says, as on, as on them, as, like it was on, on us at the beginning. So they re- these Gentiles are receiving the Holy Ghost just like we did on the day of Pentecost. How did he know that it was just like they received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost? It says, for they heard them speak with other tongues. We read in Acts 19, Paul, passing through the upper coast, came to some disciples at Ephesus, disciples of John. Amen. They were already baptized unto repentance. Paul's like, hey, you need to be rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He said, unto what then were you baptized? Unto John's baptism. And he preached on them and says, and they believed. They were disciples. They believed in Christ, but they needed the Holy Ghost. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And I'll say this, and this is going to sound harsh, but watered down American Christianity tells you that when you believe in Christ, you just automatically have the Holy Ghost. Just accept him as your personal Savior. Now, of course, I believe in believing. I believe in having faith. I believe in accepting him as your Savior. I believe in all that. And so did the disciples of John in Acts 19. But Paul asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed. So there's a separate experience that happens. That's the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit of God living inside of you. Amen. People will say, well, the Apostle Paul said in Corinthians that not all shall speak with tongues. That's completely different than what happened on the day of Pentecost. Because on the day of Pentecost, they all spoke with tongues. And the, the Bible does not contradict itself. Amen. Paul was talking about the gifts of the Spirit. He was talking about tongues, interpretation, gift of faith, healing. He was talking about a whole, he was talking to the Corinthian church who had already received the Holy Ghost. Every single one of them had already spoken in tongues. But when we have a tongues interpretation in church, not all of us speak in tongues. I've never given a tongues interpretation. Several of you in this place have. That's what Paul was talking about. But when we receive the Holy Ghost, we speak with other tongues. That's what the Bible says. Amen. And it's for you today. This promise is for you today. So I tell you, let's stand in this place. I tell you about this experience. I've just, 
I've just literally quoted verses. This is all scripture. I've told you the testimonies. Every single one of you here, how many of you spoke in tongues when you received the Holy Ghost? Amen. It happened to all of us. And if it's never happened to you, I'm here to tell you that today is your day. Amen. God, it's the will of God for all 120 or so in this room today to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You don't need to be perfect to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. You don't need to, you don't need to feel like there's, there's nothing. You, you don't need to go and come back to receive the Holy Ghost for any reason. But all God wants from you today is a hunger and a thirst for this experience. And if you want the Holy Ghost today, if you've never had this experience and you want it, I would just invite you to the front as we gather and pray. And if you will begin to pray and you will begin to just uh, talk to God and, and he wants you to have a repentive heart. He wants you to turn to him. Peter, Peter and Acts, after this, this day of Pentecost happened and, and they were all wondering what was going on, says Peter stood up with the 11. He said, this is not that which you suppose. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he began to preach unto them a sermon about how they had crucified Christ. And he said, this, uh, this Christ whom you crucified, he is both Lord and Christ. Uh, this Jesus whom you crucified is both Lord and Christ. And he said, and they said, well, men and brethren, what should we do? So they were pricked in their hearts. And Peter just said, you need to repent. You just need to ask God to forgive you. You need to turn to God. He says, and you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He didn't say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In the New Testament church, that was never used. That was said once in Matthew 28, 19. And Matthew said, in the name, singular. He didn't say the names. He said, in the name. Amen. We understand that the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. Amen. He says, Jesus said, I, I'm going to come um, through, the, through the Holy Ghost. Jesus came. His Spirit is given unto us. The, the Holy Ghost's name is Jesus. There's one God. So all through the New Testament, when people were baptized, it was in the name of Jesus Christ. Because neither is there salvation in any other name. Amen. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When you sign a check, amen, when you sign a check, you don't put Father on there. You don't put a title on there. But what gives validity to the contract? What gives validity to the check? It's the name. It's the name of Jesus Christ. So today, if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you can have all your sins washed away today. So Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of sins. And he says, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This gospel message will change your life. Amen. So today, come. Just 
You've got to try this. You've got to give it a shot. Sister Nikki, it works, doesn't it? It's, it's the real deal. Amen. Sister Anya stood up here several weeks ago. Amen. She's from Thailand. She grew up Buddhist. I don't think she would mind me saying this. She knew nothing about Jesus. Sister, brother and sister Danny and Jaden have been, have been teaching her a Bible study and teaching her about this gospel message. And she received the Holy Ghost right here. And she said, this is real. This is the real thing. I felt it. I spoke in tongues. This is real. Amen. This changes lives. So if you're here today, you've never made the step in this direction. I'm here. You have nothing to lose. You've got to try this. Amen. You've got to, to try this experience. Just taste and see for yourself that he is good and let God work in your life. I believe the Holy Ghost is talking to somebody right now in this place. With every hand raised, if we could, I wonder if we could just begin to pray in this place. I wonder if there would be just a step of faith here today that you would say, you wanna know what, I'm gonna give this a try. Amen. I feel, I feel something in this place. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm going to give this a try today. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. God, I need you today. Lord, I need you today. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Please come and pray. And if you need the Holy Ghost, we'll pray for you. And God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost today. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name and you've never had your sins washed away, the water is ready. Amen. The water is ready. Amen. And God is willing today in Jesus' name. Yata, 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 yata.